Welcome to another episode of Get Your Bag Right Podcast. I don't know if you can guess, but we have a new host today taking over. Yes. So I would have my guest introduce herself. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't discuss this before. Okay, fine. So, my name is Lynette Chalo. I'm the host of Get Your Bag Right Podcast, but today I'm not the host of Get Your Bag Right Podcast. Today, Madam Kasi Juma, if you've not listened to our previous episodes, she is the one who's taking over to host this podcast. So a little bit natural about myself, or in summary, I'm a wealth and, and protection advisor. Yes. Can you guys tell she's used to hosting this episode? Yes. She literally just took over, and I just started, <laughs> guys. Okay, tell us something that you have never told us on this episode before, on, on this podcast before. Wow. One of the th one thing is that uh, I don't use the financial planners which I sell. Yes. That is one thing, yes. I don't know if you guys can tell, but I'm judging her. Why are you judging me? So what Why do you, you use to plan, to plan your finances? Uh, I'm mostly an uh, Excel person, so I've gravitated towards Excel sheets, and that's what works mm. for me. So I try, I tried the planner, but I was falling short of it because also my budgeting and my tracking my expenses are really different because my income is not constant. So with that, I was feeling like I'm not, I'm not putting it a lot of effort when I was doing the pen and paper. So I gravitated towards an Excel sheet, which I use, and I use continuously and constantly and consistently yes yeah okay that's great i think for me obviously i need to learn a little bit more about excel i cannot use an excel sheet no it's not at the 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 nini i think there's you know there's the hard excel and there's the simple excel no, for me excel is work work really? is excel and i am not going to do any work oh okay on excel even mm, <laughs> if mm. that makes sense Okay, guys, so as we get started, my name is Monam Kasi Juma, mm. Marketing and Communications Consultant. I am your host for the day on this particular podcast. I'm here to talk about something that I'm very passionate about. But before that, yes, let's start with some questions. Okay. Our first question is, would you rather be able to read minds or be invisible? Invisible. As simple as that. By now, you guys know I'm not simple, so I would prefer to read minds. Mm. Read minds is my thing. I think it's the quickest way to get to know people's intentions. And I feel like also if I was able to read minds, I wouldn't tell anyone. It would be between me and God. That's it. So every time you lie, you're, you're wondering lying. how I found out. But life won't be interesting. Actually, I feel like it would be that interesting. Because now I'm thinking... I know you're lying. Have you watched Poker Face on um, Showmax? There's a series called no, Poker no, Face. No, I haven't. Where this lady has the ability to tell when somebody is lying. That's mm. it. That's all she has. You can even be lying about the simplest things like, you know, I don't use my financial my financial journal that I've made for you guys. And they'll be like, all simple things like, oh yeah, I had breakfast. Like the lightest things and the heaviest things she knows. Mm. So she doesn't bother herself. Mm. Whenever she sparked by, oh, you're lying. But now when she's actually looking to find something out, mm. is when she's wondering, oh, now I see why you lied about having breakfast. Okay, okay. Exactly. So she had does lead questions that enable you to know that mm, mm -hmm. you're actually lying and exactly. you actually lied to me. Exactly. That's exactly. so much work. <laughs> My second question to make this fun, if you were to bring back a fashion item or a fashion style that has disappeared, what would it be? Oh my God, you're asking the wrong person the wrong questions. The right person, the right question. I'm not into fashion. So I'm trying to think, is there something? Is there something? I really don't know. Really? Really. I'm blank. I have I have like a list. <laughs> I have a list, guys. For real. Like I have, you remember when there used to be clothes that didn't have any openings any low necks any cleavage any these days even when you see an outfit and it looks modest it doesn't have a back or it has a cleavage or it oh. has a high slit those days that they would just make an outfit or it's an oh, off shoulder okay, okay, and fine, they would just yeah. make an outfit that is just normal right okay that is one two we need to take back there as to what they are used for let's just not tighten 
The deras, you know the way people now these days mm. they buy deras and it, they tighten them. I don't, I don't wear deras because I'm small, so I've never found. I usually feel like I'm floating. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. And the third thing, you know, buibuis, mm. the black ones. Mm. Can we just take go out, go back to how buibuis used to be, mm. like long black, nice oh. and decent, maybe a little bit stylish, mm. you know. Mm. But these days. I get it we are making things that are stylish but come on now $100 why <laughs> it's not making sense manam kasi to each their own you know some people yeah, love that yeah but you see fashion. the each the each is us muslims oh now because we've all accepted the wibwis we've all accepted that there is now the minority are now us again who are suffering the consequences oh, so they actually shifting yes, and they're shifting because not now it has to 50, be for 50, everyone they are shifting for everyone apparently okay to accommodate the mass the yes mass. now we are now the minority oh okay i get it i'm so sorry it's fine please let me know in the comment section if you can relate i hope there's someone who can relate <laughs> i know I mean, there is i know there is yes there has to be yeah when you figure out your fashion item you let us know i don't think i have one no no okay well for those who don't know This year's International Women's Day theme is invest in women and accelerate progress. Hashtag #inspire inclusion. So that is our topic for this particular podcast. And uh, I think this particular topic had me thinking about the different form of investments that we have. Mm. Because when we are talking about investing in women, it's not like specific to a particular form of investment. So mm. I would just like us to like talk a little bit about the different forms of investment that mm. I believe we touched on in a previous episode. Mm. So again, just for the person who hasn't read this um who hasn't listened to the previous podcast, mm. which form of investment would you prefer for yourself at this particular time? For me, yes, self-care. Self-care which includes investing in myself. Not about putting money in in a money market fund or bonds. No, <laughs> like I feel that that's so cliche. Like people do it, but people forget about investing in themselves. So for me, right now, investing in myself. Actually, what I'm doing this year is investing in my health mm-hmm. and my body. So I'm putting, which I actually ignored. So I'm huge about taking vitamins. I think when you reach a certain, you cross thirty, you're supposed to take vitamins, which I was also told. And which also I've been told by so many people, and I was doing it religiously, but then I think last year I fell off the bandwagon. I was doing it. I was taking this month, next month. I'm like nah, because also vitamins are expensive, and then taking some. I'm like no, nah, nah. So I remember I decided this year, that's my goal. I'm going back to investing in myself. Yes, I've invested. I've put money in those things, but now you know, I because I'm the one who's doing the work. It needs to start from me. So I went back to I'm now. Curious. I am very curious. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe it's because I haven't hit 30. But wait. People take actual vitamins like yes. the tablets. Yes. When they hit 30. Yes. Aren't you supposed to recommend foods and fruits that have these vitamins? You can go that direction. You can go that direction of taking foods and fruits. But how many times will you take those fruits? How many times maybe will you eat like beans or meat, you know? So you'll find that you're missing some vitamin something. Folic acid So nini is like you'll find that also sometimes mm-hmm. also as women your it reaches a point where you get hormonal imbalance. And yes. then you'll find that hormonal imbalance is caused by lack of a certain vitamin like your stress levels. Something's G vitamin K, you know? These are the things now you're told like I remember when I reached 30 like I had huge hormonal imbalance. And I went to my 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 gyna and she was like, "Let's do some tests, you know." And the first question she asked me, "Do you eat a balanced diet?" I was like, "Me, I eat normal." Skuma, and she was like, "Do you know you're missing some vitamins, you know?" Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you can have stress in your mind, and so this stress interacts with your insulin levels. It's just a whole lot of things. I get it. And so then now you're told, "Okay, fine, not to maintain that level. The only way you can maintain, obviously, yeah, you have to be stressed. It's not really like not be stressed. I'm not telling you yeah. not to be stressed, but then the only time she'll tell you, okay, now take vitamins so that to balance it off. Yes, you're stressed. Those imbalances will happen with the nutrients deficiency. But now you see, with the nut- with now taking those supplements and vitamins, you'll be at par. Yeah. 
So it just helps control. Sounds like a modern problem. It's a modern problem, <laughs> but let me tell you, they, they actually like work. Problem. They actually work, yeah. Because you'll find that even, because now for the last, sometimes when the days I take my vitamins, like the months I take my vitamins, reg, like religiously, mm-hmm. I won't get things like surgery, colds, G flus. Okay. I won't cough, cough, you know, I won't have those things because now, yes, kuna, you're told to take machungwa, but then you just take one machungwas and one banana and you'll be like, eh, you know, I know. So these things are actually helping you to now okay. maintain the balance, yeah. So this year your focus is on so self-care. This year my focus is on self-care. Body, mind, and and so I want to start taking morning walks. <laughs> I'm saying here like, wow, I want to start taking morning walks. <laughs> No, guys. Let's keep her accountable. Every yeah. every episode she releases, ask her if she has been if she has actually taken morning walks. And I hope this is not a new year new thing, me no. So I want to start taking morning walks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I realized I work so much at home, so I don't move my body as much. So you'll find that the even when I was coming here to record this podcast, you know, I was I was I was I was gasping for air, you know. And that is something I never used to do when I was working, when I was employed. Mm. Because when I was employed, I used to try and let's say walk to the stage, you know, like t- make sure. And also when I was uh, when I was when I was employed, that's the time I was doing my masters in UN. I was working in Upper Hill, so you'll find like I'll walk from Upper Hill to UN and back, you know, to the bus stop and all those things. So it's something I know that helped me back then. So I'm also trying to go back to that 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 routine, yeah. So one I said now exercising in the morning, taking my vitamins and skincare. Three things, simple. That's all I'm focusing on this year. That's nice. But um, how have you been able to invest in yourself within the past year? Last year I didn't invest in myself. Let me not even lie. I didn't. In any form of investment? Ah, uh, nothing. But you invested in the financial journal, the financial. Uh, that's that's business wise, you know. Okay, that's business wise. Myself, true. no, I didn't. Investing, not we're not talking about at at saving money and okay. all those things. Oh yeah, we are not talking about. But but that financial investment is a form of investment. Yes, that I did. Yeah, that I did. I invested yeah. like I saved. I put up some investment. Yes, but invest in myself as Lynette, like self care. I didn't do. But then, how are you able to invest in your business now that that's the form of investment that you did? <laughs> I feel like I need to I'll just rephrase that question. <laughs> now, how did you invest in your business? Because you said you invested in your business, but not in yourself. So I feel like, first, when you talk about how have you invested in yourself, you can say that I actually invested in my business. That is you mm, invested in yourself. Okay. That is yeah. a form of investment that mm. you did, right? Mm. So even if you didn't do it like on a personal level, maybe social capacity, maybe professionally, mm. but you were able to invest in your business. And okay. that is a form of investment from yourself. Yes. Okay, when you look at it from that front, yes, because yes. I, I feel like we can't just let it slide and allow oh, you yeah, on this yeah. podcast to say that yeah, you've not so, invested. Yes. So majority, what I did last year was investing in my business. Mm. That is three sixty, a hundred percent went to that. Yeah. So even this year when I was starting, I was like, wow, majority was business, 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 and not investing in my health and all those things. I didn't invest in me as a person, mm-hmm. but I invested in something else. Yeah. So that's why this year I was like, no, it's my time now. Yes, The business has been, I've put all the work in that. It can run on itself. Now it's time for me to now say, okay, fine. It's time for me to pick up where I'd left here. That's nice. I feel like personally, the past year, I've been able to invest. I feel like I was craving friendship. That's one. Mm. So I really invested in one looking for new friends or like building mm, new connections mm. and also trying to help those connections grow. Okay. That is one form of investment that mm. I was really big on. So that by default, I feel like it also worked on my investment in networking mm. because I was able to network. Like I, I, I attended quite a number of events. <laughs> in fact, I even deal the girls who branch uh, event. There's an event called girls who branch um, in, in Nairobi. So I did, I attended oh. one and then I I'm think trying. I, that's that's what I'm doing this I, year, networking. Yeah, networking. So I was able to invest in my networks and also invest in networking. Mm. And I also was very keen on spending more time with my family mm. in terms of investment. Yeah, so I really invested in time with my family. Mm. I'm still a whole working progress. Like there's a huge working progress when it comes to 
social capital and also family capital, which I feel like mm. that is very important. Mm. Because at the end of the day, um, I had somebody make a gratitude toast and say, I'd like to thank your family for allowing you to be here. Because I feel like we're not grateful enough in the investment that our family makes towards us or to us mm. and them just allowing us to even go out there and uh, achieve goals or like be whoever oh, ever yeah, we are. That's true. But maybe we are, but we are just not cognizant that it's an investing. Because yeah. even when you say that, I usually I'm like grateful. I val- I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for my family. Like I invest so much time in them. But for that I don't see like it's investing. I just feel like that's that's just that's just the norm, you know. I don't see it like uh, mm. like I'm actually investing. I just feel like yeah, I spend time to ask them how you doing. I spend time to ask like to have deep conversations with them and also cook for them those things, mm-hmm. but I just do it cuz I don't feel like it's investing. I just feel like it's it's just there, you know. So I'll I'll put it in terms of um as women. Oh. Right? As women one, I feel like we are more capable or we do better when we know our families are doing well. Mm. Because we are as hey. as myself I feel like yeah, we are I'm a natural. Mm. So I'd like to know if my family is okay, mm-hmm. I have more or less one less thing to worry about. That's right. True. And that one less thing to worry about allows me to do more. Mm. And then two knowing that i i want maybe to take a step forward to assist my family or to help them mm. give me that gives me that extra motivation mm. to actually work the way they say if you invest in a woman you invest in a whole community mm, that's why true. because that is yeah that is actually a form of investment women mm. like to give back mm. to their families and to their communities mm. so because again with this topic we're talking about how investing in women accelerates progress mm. and us looking at our social capital and family capital mm. like you your dad was very good with money mm. so even having check-ins with him mm. is like another aspect of him giving you financial check-ins and mm. be like have you done this correctly have you done that correctly yeah so yeah that is another the networking and the family and then also i think i was doing a lot of self work last year mm. and i think last year was the, the year that i did a lot of solo trips mm. personally I saw <laughs> a lot of self and you know it's you know they always say you have to take a solo trip once in your lifetime mm. i'm waiting for why my you, why day you looking? <laughs> i'm waiting for my day to come why are you looking at me like that but last year i found out why why because oh my god like and i've put this on my linkedin we really need to put traveling on our cvs because the amount of fires first of all we need to put out sometimes because you don't know what is going to sprout out somewhere oh. right changes happen the restaurant maybe not even the restaurant the hotel booking that you made maybe the hotel doesn't exist Mm. No, sometimes maybe, maybe it doesn't look doesn't the way come yes, left behind at the Kenya. airport. Hey, uh-huh. another drama altogether. Uh. Not to mention how you constantly need to to remember that you have your passport with you. Like you oh, have yeah. to constantly check. I have my passport because mm. now, what will happen if I'm in this mm. country? I'm in Egypt and I can't go back to yeah. Kenya. Now I'm looking for the embassy of Kenya in Egypt. Mm. <laughs> so I feel like that really taught me a lot about myself in terms of strength that I could mm. actually do this for myself with myself by myself I was surprised I was so surprised and also I think another thing cuz I also invested in networking I went all the way to Uganda Kampala for the mm. unpopular opinion live show Are you serious It's the audacity I promise you <laughs> I, I was just watching it on Instagram Really really no I was there with George Ndirango yes, and all those people. Yes, just I just I Africa. Yeah, hey, Mona Mkasi. Hey, okay. Yes, uh-huh. It was nice. I met fellow Kenyans that I need to actually check up on. I think I still have their numbers. And so it was just I feel like cuz at that point I I wasn't investing educationally in my business or in myself, but I felt like I was actually investing one in social capital. I was investing professionally in terms mm. of doing the work in experience mm. right mm. and then now i'm hoping this year maybe i would continue to build social capital now for my business mm. and then personally is invest in myself professionally because mm. mm. i feel like you have to take one thing at a time every year yeah and it rolls over to something yes. to something yeah yes 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 mm. so for you if you were to pick one thing for your business this year what would it be 
for me my word actually for the year is abundance Amen. i feel like i've built my business i've grown it it now has to bring back the value there is yeah yeah that's it's just it's, it's that simple it's that simple <laughs> I know you guys you have to start paying a uh, financial feedback and the they will they do podcast. they yeah. do so what does the theme mean to you personally hmm what does the theme mean investing to me? women accelerate progress I think when I was looking at when I when I read the when I read the theme and then now I looked back to now the financial feedback so majority of my followers are women So for me it means that if we spend time to educate women mm-hmm. that there are future generations will benefit from it. True. Also now looking also at my pod, at my at my followers on Instagram 95% of them are women. And 95% of the conversations I have on my DMs are of are with women. And majority of them is how can I invest? How can I invest for my children? Where can I learn, you know? So these are people who want to gain the knowledge and as women to pass it on to the next generation, mm-hmm. you know? So that's how I feel like now the theme portrays and means. You're right because I feel like um we do need to look at the different avenues of investment. Mm. And uh, I do understand that different stakeholders within the spaces that mm. do different form of investment. That's true. Yes. So if it comes to capacity building if it comes to educational investment um you know giving them like the learnings programs we have mm. banks now that have specific yeah. products for, for women, women yeah. yes different sections because they've understood that women have a different need and then now we even have businesses that are actually focusing on having women talk to women mm. for their particular services mm. right i feel like now what we need to see is have these things come full circle because mm. now if there's a gap i'm getting the education but how am i getting the opportunity how am yeah. i getting the social capital yeah. at what point do i actually get into a space mm. and actually leverage on the education use the education that i have or leverage on the opportunity mm. once i'm given an opportunity how do i see it through and how do i pull somebody along so you're giving me an opportunity are you capacity building me within the space for that mm. opportunity to hold their hand yeah. yes do i have actual education that would allow me to implement this and also bring in other women into the space mm. so i feel like the reason why we really have this team or what i interpret with this team mm. is one we do need to invest in women to actually get more progress that's so true and that's not so just because it's saying accelerate we yes, need to that's so increase true. the pace yeah. that this goes yes. and to invest in women means to increase the pace at which we actually see progress nationally globally within climate you mm. know within all these other sectors that we have issues so right now i feel like the different stakeholders need to like come together mm. and actually create a system of like a some sort of full circle where this person actually moves from here this form of we've given them education yeah we so let's go to the next stage social capital to see how they can continue to leverage the education that they have mm. we're giving them now the opportunity and once we give them the opportunity sometimes you're given opportunities but you don't have funding oh yeah then the whole cycle stops yes the whole and you're stuck there so now and then we have financial investment mm. and then we actually make sure that your books are right mm. we have accountability you know in that particular sector so i'm looking at a more full circle kind of situation mm. for this particular theme that makes sense that makes sense right yes it does <laughs> completely and in what ways can individuals even society invest in women beyond just financial i feel like these are some of the things we've spoken about mm. yes i think one of the things that usually just ticks me and ticks me off is the 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 gender when it comes to pay salaries So sometimes yeah. I wonder why are men paid high as opposed to women on the, the same on the, on, on the same role like I want sometimes I want what's the maths behind that I I really need to know what's the maths because we're doing the same job maybe we have the same qualifications we definitely have this let's just put it on level yes, ground so we have the same qualifications yes. we're doing the same job we have the same years of experience So why does this man earn more than me? Are we not supposed to be in the same bracket? Paying bracket if it's equality, like let's get the same amount. 
even mm-hmm. exclusive of equality because i feel like when we put equality there it's like why was it lacking in the first place yeah because why yes why was it lacking it's just you a know some, someone will tell you maybe because men have more responsibilities and i'm like who told you they have more responsibilities maybe this woman even has more responsibilities yes. than this man i feel like even because when you're hiring somebody what you're looking for is qualification and yes. skill you're not looking at if they have extra responsibilities mm. so i don't even think that should be something that they are looking at when they're paying you mm. they're looking can you deliver and you're delivering so we are actually working we are yeah. both working we're meeting our deliverables we are both exceeding expectations so to say mm. why are you paying the woman less than what you're paying the man that math that math has never mattered no we for need me. to have a hr specialist one to come on board to talk to us and then a ceo will they be able to explain the math let's hope so cuz most of the time cuz i've had people complain at some points and i don't know I feel like maybe at time at times we do put too much weight on the HR or too much uh blame on the HR the field itself and also the individuals because people say it's the HR who are limiting the pay that they're giving you like they mm. know they can give you more why are they not give as a matter of fact they're bargaining when they know even the CEO said oh, we're paying yeah. this person 200 and the budget is 250 right mm. you came and told them i want to get paid 250 and they're saying no we can only afford to pay you 200 or 180 oh yeah why are they negotiating yes, why are they ne- <laughs> why i divided it told yes 250 is fine <sighs> that's also something that i don't get yes it. i feel like again this uh, cuz when you're talking about equal pay i feel like there are definitely some professions that hold a lot of weight when it comes to the conversations on equal pay mm. and that is another place we can actually start mm. if you're looking at uh, investing and opportunities for balance mm. Or in that particular sector mm-hmm. then we need to bring hr professionals on board to actually make this because even when uh, they they go to the boss and the boss says if it's a man and i don't even know how they would say that if it's a man pay them 300k if it's a woman pay them 250 the hr should say no this is not acceptable yeah i think yo this is not a policy we should like, have as a yes, company right yeah so it Yeah so this HR has to have voice and has to Exactly. Have, has to advocate for the women but now if the HR is a man. So I feel like regardless of so the gender have to be there yes, like regardless to yeah it doesn't matter if the HR is a man or cuz I'm not looking at it on a perspective of male or female. I'm looking at it as a profession, right? Mm. As this is a space or a position that has been filled and you as a HR profession, right? Why would you want to pay somebody less because of their gender and all you're looking at is experience and qualification. Mm, so the policies have to be made and people have to follow the book by book. Yeah, and even the HR should be able to speak up and say yeah. this is not acceptable. But sometimes HRs don't have voices. You know just sometimes you just yeah, an that's what I'm saying sometimes we put too much um blame on the profession when clearly maybe the problem is in the company culture altogether. No, I think there has to be policies, like strict policies to be followed. Because maybe the culture of that company is like no we will pay men more there's nothing you can do so policies have to be put in place uh, is that a company policy Yo. <laughs> hey. no i feel like that would be very mind boggling you know you never know especially these companies that are owned by individuals yeah true true, true. so you never know so i feel like true. if there's a policy and rules and regulations from the onset that HRs need to follow this dependent on which company you work for yeah. what are the policies of that company mm-hmm. just have to follow these things mm-hmm. maybe that true true i feel like for me another form of investment is uh, investing on the well-being of women right uh in terms of working environment and conditions even societal cuz um we have quite a number of conversations where people are saying they will not rent out an apartment to a single mother i they know would not you know i never understand do that do this because somebody is of the, of this gender because you're a woman so it's sometimes somebody wants to do their best in the overall either professionally or in the advocacy or whatever space that they're working in but there are those nitty gritties where we are still fighting that doesn't make sense because if i am not f- okay, i'm not okay because i could not rent out an apartment as in what that does I that like have, like i'm like what either because i'm a single do? woman or yeah. i'm a single mother yeah you know those things never make sense to me exactly 
I'm like, where did it all stem from? As and to that? think that I have a child. Yes. Is this child limiting me or what What are you not seeing? And I don't even know. I, it's just, I mean, it's confusing. That's why I feel like another <laughs> form of investment that we need to think about is. <laughs> this topic is, is, so is like touchy. I'm like, huh? There so. is so many things that are lacking. You know, the more you think about it, that there are so many things the society can do to actually think about women and invest in women. Yeah. Absolutely. So, what do you think are some of the strategies that we could actually implement? I think one is raise awareness. I think raise awareness. Just talk about it so that people can be aware. I know people are aware, but the more noise you bring, the more things will change. It might not it may not happen today, it might not happen mm-hmm. tomorrow, mm-hmm. but maybe for the future generation, yeah. you know. So I think the most important thing is also raise awareness. Yeah. I think for me, it would be having the stakeholders together to actually make change. Mm. Because yeah. I am looking at where, like now I'm looking at strategic map out, right? Mm. This is where the challenges are. We've already said we need to have a conversation with HR, mm. the HR profession or HR policies and all so that. Let's, let's that is the, yeah. Yes, let's have that one conversation. Let's get that down with. If we are looking at uh, financial inclusion, mm. right, the banking sector, they're making great strides. Mm. And then what more can be done within that particular space? Mm. All the these policies, circle, yeah. yes, all these policies of uh, before a woman is able to get a loan or is able to get whatever, some sort of uh, assistance mm. from an institution. How do we come together to actually help with that? Mm. If it is within the climate sector, and we're talking about women or female in the climate sector, how do we actually get stakeholders to make change in mm. these particular sectors, right? Because mm. if you look at uh, things like um, jobs like recycling, right? People who actually waste pickers, people who actually pick waste, mm-hmm. right? I'm thinking the way a man would do it and the way a woman would do it, maybe in different ways, they would need different things to actually assist with them. So how do we, are we able to cater to these different forms to these different genders to be able to assist them mm. better. So I feel like every other person within the different stakeholder sections and education, because they say, and these developers actually, mm. they say when you design for all, you are not designing mm. for women. The stereotyping is yes. really... Yes. So when you are designing something, uh, be it a product, you know, be it a platform, mm. right? Mm. You need to actually have a sit down with women and understand the needs that women have. Yeah, because they're different. Yeah, so that is what I mean by stakeholder conversation. We need to have those stakeholders who are designing products for women, who are trying to assist women. They're creating educational programs as mm. well to educate women. Is this are these uh, is this knowledge what the woman needs, or is this knowledge easily understandable to the woman that we are catering to? Mm. So that is something that I'm definitely thinking about okay i think for me mostly it's just the awareness and also to stop the stereotyping sometimes i um, I, I wonder Kwani, i think there's a thing that says what a man can do a woman can do so sometimes i'm like so why are you telling me i can't do it why are you belittling belittling my efforts like my my power like why do you you know the first instance is like this one can't and it just comes, I don't know if they are, if people are born with that. You know, it just comes like, a, not even like a by the way, it's just, yeah, so that thing really icks me out. No, maybe not related. But I've been thinking, when somebody sees me, what do they see first? Do they see my color? Do they see my religion? Do they see my gender? I mean, I think it's they, gender. Because I, I always wonder... Because, you know, being the minority of the minority of the minority, mm. being a woman, being black, and being a Muslim, that's like triple minority. I wonder if when somebody, when somebody looks at me, what is it that they see first? Mm. So what is the judgment they will make upon me first before anything else? Mm. But no, it depends on where, which spaces are you, you are in. You're in you so know. other people will be black. This this one is black first. Yes, this one is black first. And the yes. other one will be, this is a woman. Yeah. Hold on for this is a woman. I'm like, huh? So, don't I have same hand? 
and the same brain. And I don't even know why somebody would stereotype. I don't know what roles these are that people still feel like women cannot perform. Because mm. I think so far we have been able to see women do work. Yeah. yeah. But I think there are still those people who go like iki iki. Yeah. I also get that a lot sometimes. Although sometimes when I go to meetings and someone goes like, oh. Really? And I'm like, once I meet, they'll be like, you're a wo- and you're short. Ah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and they you don't look your age. Be. And I'm like, okay. And sometimes I'm like, so. You want Relevance, to, your to, honor. To work with my idea over here. Yes, my name is this. I'm this. And, um, you know, like, sometimes I don't get it. No, put it on a t-shirt. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm. How do you judge me and me I spoke? You know, sometimes you can have a conversation with someone. Like, it also happened to me some time back. I had a conversation with someone, then I was meeting them. And when I met with them, the first... And me, sometimes I ask you, okay, why you? Why has the mood changed? And so they were like, oh, I didn't expect you, 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 were, this, you were this small. I didn't expect you were this short. I didn't expect... I was like, okay, okay, uh huh. So what else didn't you expect? You know, like why did you judge me? Yeah. So sometimes I'm like, okay. Also, those ones for you, like you are a woman. I'm like, okay. Sometimes I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. That is interesting. It is interesting. Maybe somebody has looked at me and said, "Oh, I didn't expect you to be this big." Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think anybody has told me that. But I'm just assuming, like maybe as somebody has looked at me and like, "Oh, I didn't expect you to be this big." Yeah. It would be the audacity for me. Audacity you just take it and you leave and you're like, whatever, man. Oh, my. Anyway, when we're talking about investing in women, as we are looking to invest, right, what are some of the challenges that women face in investment? Because I feel like there are barriers to invest in women that have been put consciously or subconsciously. So if we are looking to actually invest in women... Before people start saying, oh, we have all these opportunities for women and they're just not showing up. Mm. You know, we have all this money that has been kept aside by the government for women and youth, but they're just actually not showing up to take up all these opportunities. What could be some of the inhibiting factors that inhibits women from actually being invested in, from taking up those opportunities? Because either they're tired of trying, Mm. you know, they're tired of, you get. I think one is maybe, okay, I'm speaking for myself. And also from a community that I was in the morning, because I'm in a part of some women community. I think one of the things is women believing in themselves. I think we overthink things a lot, you know. There's also a thing that says that a man will see the same application that he's so over that he doesn't and have the requirement and, and he will still apply. Yes. But you see, for us women, we'll will overthink. We'll be like, oh, they've said ten years experience, but me only have five, you know. They have said, you know, do you have but no you this only have five Yes, <laughs> you know, you know, like yes, it's true. Like those so those are the things. I think that's like that's the major thing, like believing in ourselves and also being more confident. But I feel like there are there are those spaces that are being formed that we're having those discussions amongst women to tell ourselves, you know, we need to unlearn this. Mm-hmm. We can also apply for jobs which we are not qualified. Yes, we don't meet yes. the standards, you know. Mm-hmm. We need to be more confident. We need to put ourselves out there. You know, I believe such communities play a huge role because even the community I'm in in the morning, they were having those discussions. And in my head, I was like, you know, when I was employed, like I was so, I was like in a nutshell, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was not that confident, you know. Yes. So sometimes I'll be like, oh, no, I don't have the qualifications, you know. And then you just sit back and you're like, Akisina is equal. But someone, and you'll see it's the same person applying for the same job, you're in the same role. And they're applying, they're like, ah, to apply Pamoja. And you're like, eh, me see, see, see. That's why they add that women are encouraged to apply. There's always that, most of the companies, oh, they have that. Now uh, it makes whoa, yeah, sense. Yeah, that says women are encouraged to, to apply. apply. Oh, no, because it now makes yes. sense. So it's actually a thing. Yes, it is. Hey, Okay. <laughs> Let that sink in for a second. Hey, that one has sunk in. You know, I've always wondered why are they saying women are encouraged? Yes. Me, I'm like, okay. Because sometimes you see a role, and this is only on a professional perspective, right? Sometimes you see a role and you're like, okay, maybe that's just not for me. 
you've dismissed it so fast before you've actually even taken the time. And it happens so unconsciously yes. as a woman. So I feel like every time I see that women are encouraged to apply, I go back and check. What is it that they are actually encouraging women to apply? Because there has to be an issue with this particular sector that most of the time women don't find it quick to apply to. Oh, so it's mostly male dominated. Maybe. Or even maybe the year of experience, it could be the management aspect, it could be maybe they're looking for a chief of party or a director, then a woman maybe is feeling not a little bit. Oh. That could be one, but that's just my thought. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. And I like that you say that there's some things that we need to unlearn because definitely there are so many there are things, things yeah, that inhibitors. We, Lim- we, we have the limit 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 this call it what? A limiting belief. Yes. Yeah. Maybe because either it's been passed down to us yeah. or it's something that we've not used to seeing. Yeah. That's why we're automatically being very dismissive about yeah. it. Yeah. That's but true. I also for me when I look at um bigger aspects of investment, right? Or um if you're looking at like these accelerator programs mm. or these opportunities that people apply to, um, that is why we need to have a lot. We need to have a lot of educational investment mm. because a woman could be running a business for ten years, mm. making good money, mm. but the books are not right. Maybe the legalities are not right. The papers mm. are not right. So when it comes an opportunity, it could be for funding or for further education for that particular business. Mm. They're not able to qualify. Right, because they didn't do, a, they don't have A B C D because they didn't do A B C D. Mm. Right, so those are some of the things I'm thinking. If we could have more advocacy on, mm. I know we are doing quite a number of things within that particular space. Yeah, but I wish it could be done prior. You see, like if I know in my company that we are about to call out for a particular funding opportunity, mm. if I could do an educator program before oh, yeah. doing the call out for funding or for scholarship, just Makes to see sense. who are these people. And even if I did do the call-out and I realized that, ah, they are, obviously, if I'm seeing it as a business owner, I'm not going to apply because I already know I don't have ABC. Mm, so work backwards first. Yes. So if there's a possibility to say, if you are lacking of qualification A, B, and C, kindly use this portal to apply mm. so that you see how you can assist that particular group accommodate either them. next time, not necessarily to accommodate, but to assist them so that next time they're also able to get to that position oh, of qualification or funding. Up. Yes. Okay. You get, and that could be a whole system because now those people could actually go and educate other people mm. on the same things. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I actually feel like um, the banking sector has done quite well in terms of accommodation, mm-hmm. just to be able to see. That is why we have now the, the what is it called? The relationship manager is oh, actually yeah. able to take you through your own journey yeah, as sure. a woman to tell you, okay, I see you want this, but I feel like this sector mm-hmm. would actually do best or would go better with whatever you need as a business owner. And they would even tell you, we have these opportunities, but for you to get these opportunities, we will need you as a business or mm. your business to actually have this form of documentation. So how about we take you through this to assist you to actually be ready for the next program or for the next opportunity, okay. right? Yeah. And when they actually have um, pro- procurement opportunities where they, they need people to supply and they actually need women, mm. they take women within their community. I feel like I've also seen Absa do that. Yeah, Absa has done it a lot. Yeah. Yes. Huge shout out for them to yeah, actually come true. and sponsor the podcast as well. Yeah, but yes, sure. <laughs> I feel like they've also taken a step to understand women and what they need mm. and also take steps yeah. to now assist them because there's a huge market. People have been talking about the Chama for quite a while, yes. that there's a market. They have all this money. They can't put it in a bank because yes. of bank policies and all yes, that. Yes. And I feel like it's like, it's a win-win for both the banking institution and also, you know, the women themselves. Mm. And I just feel like we could do more now in other sectors, you know, mm. professionally within the workspaces. What is it that we can do in terms of making equal pay? Oh, yeah. Right? And just discussing that, what do you think is like a policy that if you had the opportunity to implement, you would implement? For me, it's um, transparency when it comes to salaries mm. and for equal mm. pay. I think that's the huge one for myself at the moment, mostly because when I was employed, and sometimes you look at, because for me, I usually ask someone, so, una an pesangapi? 
and then now you can also you can be able to gauge how much this person is earning you know mm-hmm. and then you look at yourself and you're like is it not my negotiation skills hmm? was i lacking there yeah huh? and then this person you you know you also when you're having the discussions because now your colleagues and your friends yes. you can be able to know ask them how do you negotiate nini, nini. And I'm like, okay. And that's what they were given. Yeah. So sometimes you're like, okay, it was not a negotiation skill. So Apo, mimi na yetu kuanga XX. So why did he get the highest yes. pay? So for me, that is now my biggest. And also, women not to having to prove themselves. You know, women prove themselves a lot. Mm-hmm. Like they have to like, you okay, have to you, you have to work double. You know a man will come and a man will just do not saying bare minimum but you'll put in the effort like twice as hard mm-hmm. but this man is not putting in the effort twice as hard so why yeah am um, i put why am i required to put in the effort twice as much you see mm-hmm. so such policies i believe are the ones that i will work on and also want to be implemented i think they'll go a long way yeah hmm. For me, I think it will be stereotypes. <sighs> let's not see a woman as a woman first necessarily. Let's just see. But let's I feel like that would, beat, that would be yeah, that would be the purpose because we're still looking to invest in women. So I yeah. feel like we do need to look at them as women. I just feel like we need to give them the opportunities that they have earned, opportunities that they deserve. Yeah, right? and not let them work twice as hard to get to those opportunities. Sorry. <coughs> yes. And I feel like because at, at the moment we have this whole femicide discussion yes, going on. Yes. I feel like the, f- the first thing I would do is like, why are we looking at the mother of a woman different mm. from the mother of a man? Because mm. either way, somebody mm. did something wrong. Yeah. Let's start with that. Yeah. Let's not make excuses for the That's other person. True. So I feel like we just, that is what we need to, we need It's just so much. <laughs> and It's I feel so like much. that is what we just need to start with and just being fair to women. Let's because mm. at the end of the day they're humans. The fact that we even have to fight for equity for women because they're not seen as humans first, they're seen as women first. That's by itself mm. a problem. Mm. But I feel like also in general as a community and as a society, especially now if we talk about specifically on the financial sector, mm. um I had mentioned that I had seen somewhere somebody had done a poll in terms of how is educational content for finances to women different from that to men. Mm. And they most of the time when they are educating a woman financially they are or they're giving them financial advice, they assume that the woman either is married, has kids, mm. has a family. Mm. So they're teaching them more of safety, mm. um saving, you know, how to keep all this together. I feel like we should also assist them in terms of tell them to invest. Mm. As we're investing in them, let's encourage women mm. to invest in themselves. Mm, And even true. yeah, for all the women who are listening, I would also like to just hear how you've invested in yourself the last year. Maybe let us know in the comment section, mm. send us a voice note uh on Spotify. Let us hear how you've actually been able to invest in yourself in the past year. And how are you even looking to invest in yourself? Mm. At the moment. I think that is one of the things I do during my coaching sessions. I usually ask someone what do you love doing? Mm. So someone will tell me I love I love I love traveling and I'm like let's focus on that. Since is that what brings you joy? Let's focus on that as the primary thing. Investing yeah. and savings and putting your money will come later, mm-hmm. but let's now harness that because it's what brings you joy yeah. and what makes you alive. So for me I usually focus on that bit first as opposed to now put money in an emergency fund. Yes. I'm like you'll put money in an emergency fund but you as a person like what are you doing for yourself? Yes, true. Someone will be like I like I like I like going like I like perfumes. I have some my last consult was just like I like perfumes and I and I felt like we we were, we just we were so sisters. You know, we <laughs> gel and she's like oh I just like collecting perfumes. And I was like that's good. So that means you work hard so that you can get the money. Yeah to now buy this perfume. So let's now put ourselves how many targets are you going to how many perfumes are you going to buy the next year? And we said and she said five and I was like how much are they going to cost? And we gave an amount and we we're like okay fine now you need, you need to work hard to get those five perfumes. So for me I usually focus on investing in yourself first mm-hmm. as the primary goal than 
putting money into buying whatever's whatever's that one will come later but let's focus on this thing that makes you alive and makes yeah. you earn that money and makes you now wake up every morning and makes you happy makes you smile yeah and the other thing is also advocacy mm. the way you mentioned like let's keep talking about it but most importantly we can't talk for 10 years we can't talk for 10 years you know, it has years. like she, we can't talk for 10 years yeah. consistently also that's why i said it's very important to have the stakeholders in the room people who are actually making the decisions so that they tell us what is inhibiting them from making these particular decisions that are yeah. going to be progressive making people accountable yeah yes and even at that we need to have a smooth transition let's not ma- let's not make progress with one leader then the next leader comes in and regresses mm. everything that we have actually done that's true so we need to have policies that are progressive and as much as we are advocating let's also make actionable steps mm. in all the advocacy that we do you've just said how we can't be talking forever so i remember that 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 time for my dress my choice eh that was back in like 2015 i remember i was working in when there was that protest i was working in town so right now when you've said that we can't be talking for, i'm like that was 2015 we are still talking about the same thing right now i was in campus when people were doing my dress my choice i was like ha huh? so it's just it me i'm like we are still talking about the same thing so it's either we talk we talk we talk but these things policies are not being implemented but i feel like you see with that conversation that kind of conversation we are making progressive progress in society because mm. now you see the gen z that are coming up oh. they are actually doing cuz the millennials back then were already doing that mm. they were making that conversation so they brought out the audacity and now the people who are coming next cuz this is a generation generational conversation mm. we are not making changes for ourselves we are the making changes for the next people yeah. right so it's good actually i feel like that's one of the things that it's good to see that we there was like some form of mm, yeah. a bit of progress so the way we are talking a lot now about equal pay transparency in pay mm. we need to see this i don't think it's going to be that big of a challenge 10 years to come yeah. because now we would we have really really mm. even these days at least we there's more openness in terms you see somebody does a yeah. job and they do the pay there and yeah. they're like this is how there's, much yeah it's this this progress is a lot of progress yes. yeah we're making some progress for the future our future women yes our no both both genders this is after all we need to, <laughs> <laughs> we need Me to I'm a woman I'm advocating women It's been such a pleasure guys. Thank you for listening to us if you've made it till now. Thank you so much Mona Mkasi. I should be saying thank you because you're my you're the person you're my guest. I'm the host. <laughs> yeah, so today thank I was you for joining guest. me. Yeah, thank you for joining me on this episode. Um this is actually a campaign that we are doing myself yeah. and Lynette. Uh, progressive for International Women's Day. We have a lot of goodies coming up and a yes. lot of other things. Yes. Please stay tuned. Uh, let us know in the comment section if you like this session, what more you'd like to hear from us. It's been a pleasure having you. Till next time. Bye.